Hi, welcome to Tea Lacquered Ladies, the podcast about nail polish and nail art by the ladies who stream it. I'm Stephanie, aka Fanatic here on every social media platform that matters. I'm an unprofessional nail artist and I like to make fan art on my nails. Howdy, my name is Danny and you can find me as Danny Shout online. I'm a science educator by day and a nail art hobbyist by night. I create scenes with themes on my nails and stream several times a week. So today is our first episode, our pilot, if you will. Woo, yes. Uh, We have been planning out this podcast for a long time. We've been calling it the SAP. Secret Auditory Project. And uh, it's been pretty funny because I've been talking about it and Danny's been hyped about it. And so people will be like, well, Danny, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, who said Danny's in this? Uh, Danny's just really (laughs) excited to see what's coming next from Fanatic here. She's just so hyped. It's actually a totally unrelated. No, of course, it's not a totally unrelated person. (laughs) Of course, it's you. We've fooled them all. Because Danny and I have been collaborating on our nail art streams for a while now. We do an event called Polish Pickup Bingo. So if you don't know what Polish Pickup Bingo is, let me read our script. (laughs) So Polish Pickup Bingo is a monthly bingo night where we shop Polish Pickup while playing bingo with our community. Uh, In case you don't know, Polish Pickup is a monthly collaborative shop with indie nail polish brands and handcrafted items based on a chosen theme. It's open the first Friday through Monday of each month. So Danny and I host bingo the Monday before the shop opens. And I know that's a lot of mental math to do and things to remember. So there's just a little link in the description to our calendar and you can kind of see more about it and learn a little more. And of course, you can always come to one of our streams and ask. So Danny and I have been doing that for a few months now. It's been going really great. Danny and I have very similar taste in nail polish brands. We do very similar styles of art on our nails, even though we do choose different themes usually. And we definitely have two different vibes, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. But we are we are two sides of the same coin. And I think nothing showed that better than last month's polish pickup bingo when the potato salad polish came up. Oh my God. Oh my Chat God. Chat crazy. <laughs> so I'm probably going to release a clip of this onto Fanatic Here Archives on YouTube, but we pulled up this polish. It was called Beyond the Moss by MJ Lacquer. And it was based on a picture of a trench in the ocean because this was an aquatic theme. So actually, I do know where this picture came from because I'm into uh, fish tanks and aquascaping. This was actually an award-winning aquascape of a fish tank, and it is absolutely beautiful, but I would make the argument that it does not translate into polish. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I looked at the picture, I could see all the colors, but then I looked at the polish and I said, we both said pretty much at the same time, That is potato salad. There's red onions, (laughs) there's chives. You can see the chunks. It's beautiful. The potato skin. And we saw it and our hearts just just skipped a beat. It was the polish we'd been waiting for. And our chat lit up. Ew, no, gross, never, disgusting. Nobody liked it but us. (laughs) And we were so obsessed. Because that's what polish pickup is all about, are these super unique polishes that you can't find anywhere else, you know, and and they end up having a story behind them that's so beautiful. And chat going crazy with the ewes and the nose just made me want it that much more. Absolutely. We just wanted, we want it. 
I think that our main goal in life is really to antagonize the chat. And I think that their main goal for us is to antagonize us. So, yes. Uh, it's a very healthy relationship. Absolutely. Especially the night before Polish Pickup Bingo, because one of the things that separates Danny and I is that I'm a little trash mouth and and Danny's a big school teacher. Um, so I just curse and say whatever I want constantly. So the night before Polish Pickup, I actually, have a no cursing night and I never don't curse on that night but when I do I have to have some hot sauce (laughs) Um, (laughs) so some people try really hard to to stop me to to help me to make sure you know our our little baby Rhina is always trying to to get me to to be a good girl and then we've got our other people our punch buggies who are like what what'd you just say that was almost a curse (laughs) word you should definitely chug the whole bottle I know it's one of those skills you pick up in education that you didn't you didn't know was a teacher skill. And that's be being able to turn that filter on and off. Um, because if anyone knows me in real life and in person, they know that I curse like a sailor. But as soon as I go into, oh, I'm in public, on comes the teacher mask and the filter is engaged. It's a skill. See, like, I think I, I think the big difference, the reason I have such a hard time, because I've worked at Disney for 10 years. I said one curse word one time at Disney and it had a good reason behind it. <laughs> Nobody was mad. But the thing is, is that I sit at this desk, the same place, doing the same thing, saying curse words all month. <laughs> And then I, do, I don't leave my house. I don't go to a school. I don't go to Disneyland. I don't I don't go to a job. I'm just doing the exact same thing with the exact same people. That's true. <laughs> and so it's, it's a lot harder to turn it on and off because, you know, if I go into a school, I'm like, yeah, we're not we're not going to curse here because this is a school. It's not appropriate. <laughs> but in my office, this is this is prime cursing territory. <laughs> And I honestly, <laughs> this is my, exa- this my is my enclosure. enclosure where we feed me shrimp and I chase after it. Um, I will not explain. <laughs> so yeah, and I actually curse more on stream than I do when I'm off stream. <laughs> so, so it is very difficult, but. Uh, the point is, is that Polish Pickup is a wonderful night for you to come and antagonize us both at the same time. Two for one deal. Uh, we always have giveaways every single time. Usually it's just a subscription to our channels, but it's still a really good time. And we can find these super unique polishes. I know that I've been thinking a lot about the potato salad a lot. And, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to partner it up with China Glaze Olive Terror, yes. which is actually a, a Jurassic Park themed polish that's supposed to look like raptor skin, but it doesn't. It looks like a pickle. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we were explicitly told we were only allowed to buy these polishes if we make barbecue manis. Um, so we might we might need to just have a night where we, <laughs> we barbecue. I say let's throw a barbecue. Why not? Yes. A nail BQ. <laughs> a nail BQ. Ah. <laughs> So Danny and I both have interesting ways that we came to this hobby. Neither of us were nail people to start out with. So Danny, like, why don't you give us some background about how you got into nail polish? Sure. Um, It was, you know, kind of a everything was on a whim in the beginning because growing up, I definitely enjoyed having painted nails, but I was often involved in extracurriculars that didn't allow for it, such as marching band in high school. You know, we had to have no makeup, no nails. So I 
kind of missed out on those formative years of learning how to do those kind of things. So I was never really into makeup and nails were just kind of, if I saw a polish that looked interesting in the store, I would pick it up and maybe paint it on once every couple months. But then I started watching some YouTubers, including Simply Neological. And again, I still wasn't really painting my nails, but I was watching other people paint their nails. And eventually, Simply Neological launched her own brand of nail polish called Hollow Taco. And so I bought the first collection, mostly to support her as a creator. But all of a sudden, I started painting my nails more often. And I made myself an Instagram at the same time to kind of document my little nail journey and it took off from there. And now I have well over 500 bottles in my collection, probably more than that. I haven't counted them in a while, but yeah, that's how we got here. My story is just like that, only like a tiny little twist. Like if, if you're not familiar with Simply Neological and Hollow Taco, Simply Neological, Christine, Hollow Taco, these are all basically <laughs> used interchangeably because there's Simply Neological, the YouTube channel, Christine, who runs the YouTube channel, and Hollow Taco, her brand that she created from her YouTube channel, basically. So I was watching Sophia Nygaard and a little bit of YouTube. I have since clearly fell completely down that rabbit hole. I watch so much more YouTube than I watch anything else. So I was watching her and then I had a friend who said, you should watch Simply Neological. She's so funny. And I was like, mm, okay. And then I realized she was friends with Sophia. So then I was like, yeah, I'll watch her. And I did. And I thought she was so funny. And just like Danny, I don't know if I bought the first launch ever, but I did buy eventually a few of her polishes. So I was like, you know what? Let's Let's give this a try. Let's let's support her a little bit. Let let's see if I like this. And at the time I had almost no nail polish because I did like Danny do my nails when I was a kid and, you know, over the years collected a fair amount of nail polish just from being old. But then I actually did a Marie Kondo like complete declutter. And so I got rid of every nail polish that didn't quote spark joy, which like I had a hollow top coat. How did that not spark joy? I had a black and white topper. What the hell was I thinking? I don't know. I I, di I didn't know. So <laughs> you didn't um, know. I only had a few polishes and I never used them. And I like my nails really, really short, like nubs absolute nubs. A while ago, I cut that my nails as short as I used to since I started growing my nails. And I actually got an infection in one of my nails because it like, Ooh. yeah, because it that callus hadn't built up. I was, I was yeah. nice and soft on the side. I wasn't used to it. <laughs> I know it's, I can't remember the last time I felt my fingertips against like the outside world. <laughs> the outside world. <laughs> I used to play guitar. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. Like, how'd we do yeah. that? <laughs> and we both have long nails on one hand and short nails on the other. Is that? Yes. Is that intentional for you? It is for me. Oh, yes. I would love if I could have both hands, long, beautiful, natural nails, but it's not a practical way to live your life. So I have a showgirl and I have a working yep. girl. Same. Absolute same. <laughs> yeah. I, I started growing out both hands for a while. And then I actually just had like an issue with one of my nails. With my middle fingernail on the other hand. And so that wasn't really working out. I've since resolved that. But then I realized I would like to exist in this world <laughs> and interact with things with my hands. Yes. Uh, so I'm thinking of getting myself a left-handed guitar, actually, because um, I can do, I can strum with my long nails. And I miss, I miss guitar so much. But yeah, so I was not 
big into nail polish. I bought some of Christine's nail polishes and then the pandemic hit and all I was doing was sitting in front of my computer. I was in a very, very dark place. And I think even more than the hollows for me, it was the multi-chromes. I would sit just like with my nails in my computer desk lamp. And it was just such a soothing activity to just watch them shift under the light, you know, and, and if it was hollow, watch the hollow shift under the light. And yeah, so I I just realized how much I loved it. Yeah. And then... I started trying out basic things like gradients. I had done in the past galaxy manicures for like, I don't know, a month in like 2012. That's all I wanted to do. But uh, other than that, I never do any nail art. So I tried a gradient. It worked because, of course, Christine's Linear Hollows are like maybe the best gradient polishes ever to exist. Maybe Mooncat might be up there, too. Uh but but honestly, if you're new to gradienting, using Christine's, yes. <laughs> uh, using hollow tacos, not just Christine's, but using hollow tacos, linear hollows is some of the best formulas you can use for a gradient. Uh, and it worked. And then I got into stamping and then I started at Instagram like you. And then I realized maybe I should make this not my personal Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so I made a new Instagram and called it Fanaticure, which my sister came up with. <laughs> And yeah, it just like kept growing from there. And personally, I've always wanted to be a creator. I've always wanted to either act or produce. I have a theater degree with an emphasis in directing, but I did have to do a fair amount of acting classes. Uh, I worked on the Jungle Cruise for almost 10 years and have a lot of background in that. And so I've always wanted to perform in a way or help others perform or produce, make art, make content. And I'd wanted to get on YouTube, but I was a bit shy about showing my face. And so I thought, man, what if I put together nail art and YouTube content and made that? And then I realized I hated editing videos (laughs) with a passion. And so my husband suggested, why don't you try streaming? And so I tried streaming and I loved it and I still love it. And I am trying to make YouTube videos. But like, what about you? So how did you get into streaming, Danny? Um... Honestly, it's kind of a blur. I, like you, wanted to be a content creator of some sort because I loved Jenna Marbles when she was on YouTube. And I was like, I just want to, you know, be that person that can be your friend through the screen and have a good time. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really want to edit videos or show my face too much. And there's a lot of criticism out there. But then uh, streaming was getting really popular. And being a being a teacher, I was like, well, that's a fun angle. I could be I could do like my teacher plays and just play video games badly for the entertainment of, uh, you know, mostly the the children um, and stuff like that. But uh, I turns out I don't really like playing video games either. So then <laughs> after I got into uh, nail art, I was like, well, there you go. I'll just do my nails on stream. No one will watch it and it'll be very boring. But hey, I'll stream. And turns out. There are some crazy people out there who like to watch paint dry with me, um, and we call them the Polish Posse. And it's been a wonderful journey growing this community ever since. We're up to, both of us have over 150 followers at this point and growing still. And I think the biggest compliment we've gotten is that despite being small streamers, our community is big. We we have active community members who are always there chatting and cheering us on and 
oh, you should try this color instead of this one. And it's it's just a really fun time painting your nails with friends. It's like a giant slumber party every stream. Yeah. Yeah. We have like, I mean, I don't want to say we have the best community on Twitch because I only know ours. We do. <laughs> However, <laughs> we do. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's. Like, what can I say about the Polish Posse? Well, for one thing, I don't know about you, but the Polish Posse found me. Yes. Yeah. I was there when the Polish Posse was named. Um, so I I don't want to call myself a founding member. But you but probably should. Probably. I think so. Because there was a small group of us, um, I believe, and I could have this wrong. Uh, I believe it was Southpaw Nubs who coined the phrase Polish Posse. And we all went nuts for it. At the time, it was uh, Southpaw Nubs, Punch Buggy, Unique Nails by Bree and me were kind of the little core group, um, along with some other friends who didn't stream at the time. And it's uh, we just started searching. We started, uh, we sent our sendhounds out to go find anyone who tagged nail art in their stream description and we just started collecting members as fast as we could and now we have a a sizable community i'd say of streamers yeah because i have you know you and your stream you have the polish posse uh command that brings up the link tree i just still have all of the like links listed and it's just like a chat full of links now yeah um (laughs) and we have we we've got we got some powerhouses and there, of course, we got you and me, which we are the most famous nail artists in the world. So, like, that's very good. Uh, <laughs> yes. But. Household. Yeah, names. absolutely. Yeah, in this household, <laughs> in that household. <laughs> in at least two at households. At least two households. <laughs> I think my mom knows about us, too. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so at least two households are household names. But but no, because uh, we were able we were able to lure in uh, Kelly Marissa <laughs> with a tribute stream. And she actually, you know, I think I think jokingly a little bit asked to be part of the Polish Posse. But damn it, she asked. <laughs> You're in. And I put her in. <laughs> I don't care if that was a joke. I was like, and I put her at the end so people can see. Mine says, and Kelly Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> Featured guest. <laughs> yeah. So Kelly Marissa, if you don't know. Um, so Simply Neological is absolutely responsible for me even ever dipping my toes into this hobby. But when I started to grow my collection, I was like, I don't want to go to the store and buy any random polish. Like I I want to make nail art. So I want like a great set of rainbow nail colors. I don't really know where to start. So I ended up finding Kelly Marissa's color series where she goes over her favorites in every single color of the rainbow. And so I was able to go through her videos and go, oh, that looks good for this. That looks good for that. And then kind of start building my collection. Now, it was a great thing to do and also a very dangerous thing to do because Kelly Marissa gets sent like she could probably get sent every single collection ever released if she accepted them. She does not accept everything because she doesn't want to accept so much that she can't use at all and it just goes to waste. Uh, so she just accepts the ones that she knows she's going to use. She knows she wants to review. But she reviews so much and is just so joyful about the nail polishes that she loves and just loving the colors 
that you just get sucked into this world of wanting all of these nail polishes, which is honestly something we're doing too. You see people get into the community, uh, into the polish posse, you know, like one, my first friend on Twitch, his name is IB Funky. He's amazing. Please go check out IB Funky. He's a very sweet dude. Then I met some other people through him. And at least one of those people I met through him, like started off being like, oh, I just do nail wraps. I, I can't do this. I can't do that. And now every single day, She's like, hey, I got this. I got that. I got that. And it's like, <laughs> yes. I'm so excited for you, but I am so sorry. <laughs> yes. No, we we are a bad influence on each other in the best way. Um, and, you know, it is there is a balance that we all have to try and strike, especially you see us do it every month in Polish Pickup Bingo. Our wish list will grow to massive sizes. I think I hit over $500 worth of polish on my wish list. Last polish pickup bingo. Um, and then we have to sit there and, and really cut it down to just the cream of the crop so that it's within a budget that's reasonable. <laughs> yeah, at the end, we always add up our wish list. We were both over 500 last time because it was the ocean one. And although I don't want to go near the ocean with a 10 foot pole, um, gotta love the motion colors. Like there are beautiful color stories to be told from the ocean. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a big big month. I went over what I usually do buying, but it was not five hundred dollars. No, no goodness, no. I think we narrowed it down. I got I believe six polishes, and you got ten. I got eight polishes, but two of those polishes are going to be gifts to somebody else. So yeah, it can be it can be a dangerous hobby, but it's also just it's just so much fun to shop for art with your friends. And that's how I see nail polish as. Uh, especially ones that aren't basic creams. Uh, basic creams are really useful for what we do, which is nail art. But that's kind of what I see creams as, uh, not necessarily just a full manicure. As beautiful as they are, I need a little bit more. Absolutely. I love, I, I do love a basic cream mani. I absolutely do. But exactly, when I when I see a cream, I don't go, that's art in a bottle. Unless we are talking uh, Rouge Louboutin. <laughs> Which is absolutely art in a bottle. That's Christian Louboutins. The big spiky yeah. ones. The big spiky ones. You can look them up. Uh, Christian Louboutin polishes. I actually, I, I own Rouge Louboutin. It's 50 bucks. Most expensive polish I own. And it is gorgeous. I got it as a piece of art, but I did do one Manny and it was good. Although it's the only luxury product that I own. And I don't, don't. Other than, other than Rouge Louboutin. <laughs> which you will buy as a shelf piece. I'm making you swear right now, which you will buy to put on your shelf. Don't buy designer. Don't buy designer. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't buy Dior. I, you know, some people like the Chanel's. Some people like a few of the Chanel's because they have stories behind them. And I think that's beautiful. I think mm -hmm. it's great when there's a nail polish out there with a story. You got unicorn pee, you got... Yeah. Rouge Louboutin too, you know, they say it might be apocryphal. It might not, might be true, might not be true that, you know, Christian Louboutin was like, I want my shoes to be like a little more elevated. And his like secretary was like, use my red nail polish on the <laughs> soles. And he was like, yes, I will. I have no idea if that's actually true. It's a good story. Yeah, exactly. It's a good story. And that's worth it. You know, stories are worth it. I love having, I have some of the ugliest polishes in the world that I would never use, except for actually I have and do use Belugaria. <laughs> so Belugaria is this, it's a polish that looks like asphalt. It's an Essie. It's from their Encrusted Treasures collection. And it's supposed to look a little like Beluga caviar with some glitter in it. 
And my mom saw it and thought it was a glitter polish, just like a black glitter polish. And she was like, Stephanie will love this. And she brought it to me and I was like, yeah, that looks cool. And I tried it on. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? It was, I was like, I was appalled. But then I kind of liked it. And it survived the KonMariing. <laughs> Um, and then when I actually got into the nail community, I found out that it's just a, it's a famously ugly polish on almost everybody's list of ugliest polishes they own. You'll find Belugaria, but that that is not to be put before pineapples have peelings too <laughs> by OPI, because uh, that is known as maybe the ugliest nail polish in history. <laughs> and we love it for it. That's the thing. Like when you start collecting nail polish, you very quickly get bored of pretty and you're like, okay, where's the unique? Where are the attention grabbers who are going to intrigue me? And again, since we're both nail artists, we definitely look at creams in a different way. So in the last Orly collection, we had Illusion Fields, which is a beautiful baby poop green that we both adore because sometimes when you're painting a scene, you need baby poop green. It just fits the bill. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Bob Ross's palette isn't all just pinks and purples. You need, you need the whole spectrum of everything. And also, you know, one thing that I have said about nail polish before, and I'll say about it again, not to gender nail polish because I don't think nail polish should be gendered. And I don't think it is inherently gendered other than what our society makes it out to be. But the women that we mostly have women in our group, we have quite a few non-binary people, including me, but I'm kind of like a female presenting non-binary person, is this kind of unabashed, fun, funny girlhood about us where we just look at stuff and giggle because it's stupid. We're, you know, often in advertisements, cosmetics, including nail polish, are portrayed as something to make you look more beautiful, therefore more attractive to whoever you're trying to attract. We don't do that here. We paint our nails for ourselves and we like to giggle at the ugly polishes and get them all over our fingertips. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. That is ex that perfect perfection. And I don't really know, except for maybe, maybe Christine, Simply Nailogical. I don't think she has a thing for Pruglies. I don't think she has a thing for Pretty Uglies. No. Does she? No, I would say in, in polishes, no. But in nail art looks... Yes, because she did put cat hair on her nails at one point, um, maybe several points. <laughs> yeah, she does do weird nail art. That yes. is for sure. But all the other influencers that I see around, Kelly Marissa loves her pretty ugly polishes. Another influencer that I'm a big fan of who doesn't have a huge following yet, but she honestly should because she's amazing, is Mediocre Manny's. And I just love whenever she gets an ugly polish or just polishes that remind her of things. She she loves food-based polishes. Yes, I was just thinking of the mac and cheese collection she reviewed. Exactly. And it is a sad part of my life. I didn't comment in time on her polish pickup shop along that she needs to pick up the potato salad polish because she didn't see it. Oh. Like she saw the polish, but she didn't recognize. <laughs> and I think if she did, if you're listening right now, Hillary, I'm sorry. I failed you. But what she picked up, she picked up these Velveeta, they were Nails Ink Velveeta cheese scented nail polishes. And as soon as I saw them, I knew they weren't for me because I'm allergic to anything that smells like anything. But 
I knew they were for her. And I saw her post about them on her Instagram. And I have commented on her videos, but it was from my private account. And so I was commenting on her from Fanaticure. And I was like, yes, I knew you would get these. (laughs) And then I had to immediately follow it up with, I am so sorry, you don't know me. (laughs) This knowledge of you is completely parasocial. (laughs) Um, And she thought that was hilarious. I mean, I think that if you lampshade for lack of a better term your interactions with influencers like that (laughs) i'm like look i know you very well you don't know me (laughs) but you gotta know you're out there (laughs) and i'm a big fan so yeah i know that she every time she gets like a yellow jelly polish she she always has another thing to say about it like apparently if i'm remembering this correctly she used to like grab handfuls of butter (laughs) out of the fridge and so like she was going over i think it was the new orly yellow jelly whatever that's Mm. called uh the the yellow jelly they just released and she was like it made me think of that (laughs) it made me think of my hands after that and i'm just like i love this i love that we can just be like this reminds me of that time that i ate butter and you know what like we just had a conversation in one of my streams where one of our people was talking about when they went to a sleepover and they were eating butter (laughs) so what you gotta know about nail artists is that we beat whole sticks of butter yeah i do love that brands are now recognizing that there is an audience for these types of prugly or just straight up weird polishes like i think the china glaze jurassic park collection is a great example because they were like let's just go for it let's just make it weird um because there is there's an audience for people are now painting their nails for themselves rather than to impress anyone or try to match their outfit which there's nothing wrong with that but that's just not the only audience anymore and i think it's a beautiful thing we can paint pickle nails we can paint potato salad nails and there's a place for us it's the polish posse (laughs) it's the polish posse anything goes and the weirder the better so i pride myself on being a kind of weird person and maybe that makes me less weird than i want to be but whatever i i I just am who i am okay and so most of the people in the polish posse found me on a night that and this is gonna be a lot to unpack so on a night that i was doing a nail art funeral for my recycling bin (laughs) rest in peace grumpy (laughs) rest in peace grumpy which like sounds very weird and it's because it is very weird (laughs) but i did have a recycling bin that i loved because it was constantly graffitied with the same words grumpy no matter how many times for some reason waste management wanted to paint over it i do not know why they cared (laughs) like i'm like really you're gonna (laughs) You're going to paint over the graffiti on my trash can? It is okay. Please uh, use your time better. But no matter how many times I painted it over, it still had grumpy on it. So I I did a nail art funeral for my trash bin. And that was the night, I think that was the first night Danny was there. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the first night uh, our friend Punch Buggy was (laughs) there. And I know that she was saying, what the heck is this? But it... We all fit so well. Mm. It all fits so well. And then I met Bree and, you know, Bree's Bree. (laughs) (laughs) Bree's a weirdo in her own way, in a great way. (laughs) Doing drag queen nails and all sorts of things. Yeah, we have such a such a diverse group of people with such different skills. We all have very different focuses. Yeah. So I focus primarily on stamping and 
particularly reverse stamping. You do some stamping as well, but you really, where, where I see your nail art shine the most is in your fan art nails, which I think are just the coolest concept. A lot of freehand. Very cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I love, well, I love fandom. I've been in fandom since before fandom was considered a thing. Um, like not that it wasn't considered a thing, but before you could really find spaces for it online before it was on before there, not even before there was an online, but before the average person could be online. You know, I wasn't doing like Star Trek fanzines. I was a child, but I was a kind of child who would be like, I want to be this random character that no one's ever heard of for Halloween. Like when I was in high school, I was in a play. And the first time I was in a play in high school, I know the curtains opened up and I was the first person on stage. And someone in the audience said audibly, oh my God, it's the Harry Potter girl. <laughs> so like that gives you an idea. Even at, you know, the height of Harry Potter, I was known as that person at my school. So, you know, I've been spending years doing fan art, sometimes traditional and also digital, uh, very poorly. Um, okay, maybe not very poorly. Like everyone's their own worst critic. They should be. Everyone yeah. should be their own worst They're critic. They're normal. <laughs> so anyway, um, I started doing a lot of traditional art and a lot of digital art for the fandoms I was into, mostly Dragon Age and Fallout 4. I am really into video games, unlike Danny, but I hate playing them on stream because when I'm on stream, I want to focus on my audience. And when I'm playing games, I want to play the game. <laughs> so I, it just doesn't work for me. I just don't like playing games on stream unless they're like a community game, unless they're like a game that you just don't need to be too invested in. But then when I decided to kind of mesh my love for fandom with my love for nail polish, it really opened up like a new door for me because when I was making traditional art from these fan works, that art, you can spend as much time as you want on it or as little time as you want on it, but you can always go back. You can always change it. And there lies the rub is that if you're not up to your own standards, making this traditional art, making this digital art, then you're always going to be able to see things that you need to change that you want to fix, that you want to do, you know, different things for. And the thing about nails is that nails need to be done fast and they are not going to last unless they are press-ons, you're going to remove them. So it gave me the freedom to grow as an artist and really achieve things through nail art. I've never been able to achieve through traditional art because I was never affording myself the freedom to experiment and just say, this has to be done. And now, especially being a nail art streamer, because I don't want to sit here for six whole ass hours, you know, after three hours, this got to get wrapped up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we are not staying here all night. So like if it, it's it's just it's got it's going to be what it's going to be. And I've put out some works that I'm not happy with. People are almost always in love with them because they're not seeing it through my eyes. But um, but that just makes me it makes me want to do better next time as opposed to saying ah, I just suck and I shouldn't even try. I feel very similar with nail art because I've always been kind of an artsy person. You know, I played music as a kid and I've always tried to draw, but I've never been satisfied with my drawings. And nail art, first of all, stamping took away the need to draw well. All I had to do was color it in well, which I really did like. And all of a sudden I could create these like beautiful scenes on teeny tiny canvases and incorporate a bunch of different techniques. And yeah, I love the, it's not exactly instant, but within a three hour time frame gratification of getting your art done. 
sealing it with a top coat and that's it. I do use a peel off base, so mine do get saved in a journal, but it is more of a, a journal rather than like a gallery. It's like, these are not, you know, perfect pieces of art. They can't be, uh, they're on pe- little pieces of protein sticking out of the ends of my fingers. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not gonna be a magnificent work of art, but it's gonna be me growing and trying. And I love scrolling back on my own Instagram and seeing this change from like beginning nail art where I, you know, put a base color in one stamp and ooh, that's so much to now my too much gene taking full control and I'm just shoving as much as I can onto my nails. And I've never been an athletic person. I was involved in physical things, um, but I've never been one who someone looks at my body and goes, wow, you worked really hard on that. (laughs) No, I haven't. But with nails, I've worked really hard on growing them out long, but also keeping them healthy and sturdy <laughs> enough to maintain. I get compliments on my natural long nails and it's it does feel like a kind of a physical accomplishment along with an artistic one, which is something I've never felt. So it's exciting. Now with that in mind, Danny, I think it might be time for us to oil our cutes. Yeah, cutes could so we're do some oil our cutes and then we'll be right back. All right, we are back. These cutes have been oiled. So I want to take it back, though, because Danny was talking about how uh, she's not as comfortable doing freehand art as I am. And now I do have an art background, but going into doing freehand art, it was not really a choice I wanted to make. I would prefer to stamp everything. I would prefer to just like mip, 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 stamp, stamp, stamp. But being in kind of my genre of doing fan nail art, I can't always get what I want. You know, I can't always get what I'm looking for. So I, I have to do my own freehand. It has gotten a bit easier with the freehand nowadays. I actually do look forward to my freehand days and going like, oh good, I don't have to deal with the technicalities of a stamp. I just can just paint on my nails and we're done. But I will say that the one original nail artist that made me realize I could make art on my nails, not just nail art, but art on my nails. And not to say that like normal nail art, like gradients or things like that is not art. It's just like the art that I kind of wanted to make all along on my nails was a stamper. Um, I was actually in a private Facebook group with one um, on Instagram. She is Catfish at B. I will definitely link her down below. But I saw her posting in this group these amazing, just multi-layered tableaus of stamping. You know, one was Jurassic Park. You can find it all on her Instagram. And she just had this whole image of the dinosaurs and the trees in the back. And it was just like a big painting. And I was like, whoa, even though she did that with stamping, that of course is art to me. And of course, there are many people who use different mediums. I've been on the Potchcast with Potchfad, also from Twitch. Um, He runs, now it is actually called the Potchcast, with his media group, Potchland Media Group. And he is a graffiti artist. And when you are doing a large canvas, it's not so different from a tiny canvas. It's kind of an unruly amount of space to work with either way. So stenciling and things like that and doing a gradient in back or doing, you know, a stencil in front. It's a very similar process. I would never not look at that as art. I've always looked at that as art. So I kind of got to realize, whoa, I may be stamping. I may be able to put a stamp on my nails, but I wasn't doing what Catfish App be 
was doing. And then from there, I, I found a few other nail artists. Like my big idol when it comes to freehand nail art is Glitter Fingers. And she has a few uh, nail stamping plates actually out there that she designed, but she almost always uses just acrylic paints on her natural nails to make these beautiful scenes. And so one person made me realize it was possible to make stamping into real nail art. And another person made me realize it was possible to paint, not with gels, A, and B, just like make these beautiful paintings on their nails, including still lifes and wildlife and all of these just beautiful things. So definitely check out those two people. Those are my two big nail art idols. And like Danny, so like, have you had an experience like this? Yes. The day I realized reverse stamping was a thing, it expanded my world tenfold. So the way I got into stamping is a little bit funny. So I am a huge fan of Jenna Marbles when she was on YouTube and she went through a phase where she was doing her own nails, mostly acrylic and mostly in wacky different ways. But she kept mentioning Susie from Nail Career Education. And I was like, okay, I've got to check this Susie person out. So I went to Nail Career Education, the YouTube channel, and the first video I clicked on, she was featuring the creator and going through the process of stamping Uh, from Clear Jelly Stamper. So that is what introduced me to the concept at first. And with Clear Jelly Stamper, their plates are mostly set up as layered stamping. So you do like the background color and then the outline and it's all on the same stamping plate. So again, I didn't have to draw anything myself. I just had to pick it up and line it up right on my nail. It gave me that boost of confidence to be able to do and try new nail art. So I got my my clear jelly stamper, which I still use today. I think we both refer to ours as old crusty, <laughs> the old reliable stamper that can pick up anything. That is my clear jelly stamper. Uh, I've gotten a couple other stampers since then, but that one's still definitely my go-to. And I got my first set of stamping polishes, which came in these adorable tiny bottles from clear jelly stamper in these really nice like cases. So that kind of turned me on to the whole collection boxes and display cases that were really nice. Um, But yeah, that's how I started with stamping. And then I really can't remember the first time who it was that I saw do reverse stamping. I believe I saw it on Instagram. That's where you just pick up the plain image and you fill in the colors from the back. So have you ever seen that pancake art where they do like the details first and then the, the background color over it and it looks like a mess from the back? That is reverse stamping. <laughs> You're so right. Reverse stamping is nail pancake art. It's Thank pancake you. art. Um, so then when you flip it over and stamp it onto the nail, all of a sudden you have this beautiful finished image all in one go. And it's so satisfying. And I have never looked back. In fact, what I've got on right now are these mountain nails where I did a gradient in the background, added some iridescent flakes, and then did these reverse stamping of these mountains. And then I did two different top coats. So my too much gene has really really come out on these manicures and I absolutely love it. Are those posted anywhere? They were posted on my Instagram and uh, Reddit, actually. All right. Because I'm, I'm not sure I saw that. Uh, <laughs> I'll post it today. This is for yeah. me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I posted um, those today. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. No. Okay. I do want to see your tutorial, but I know how you did it. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I was looking at the picture, and then it was interrupted by a tutorial, and I was like, no! Oh. <laughs> um, oh, wow, wow. Yeah, Danny will go back and redo her manis, like, that she's just done to make them perfect. I used to do that a lot more than I do now, probably because I have such a full schedule now. Oh, but it's so worth it when you do, isn't it? It is. I think the most I have redone the same manny is five times. And that was for my optical illusion ones because they the lines had to line up perfectly. Otherwise, it ruins the illusion. And yeah, that took quite a few tries. Was that the morning and night one I'm looking at right now? Uh, no, the optical illusion ones are these black and white stripes with circles that have alternating black and white stripes so they look like they're popping out sort of thing. Dang, it, that it, sick. It, it'll be a way back. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'll look at those later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized I saw you starting. I'm I'm a perpetual Twitch lurker because I have zero uh, attention span. And also like my husband and I are, um, we're very married. We're extremely married. <laughs> Very married. <laughs> we are attached at the hip. So like right now I don't have speakers on my computer to actually like play out. I just have a headset in. And so like, I can't just like put you on and okay. Oh my God. Okay. So on an Amazon Fire Stick or an Amazon Fire TV, you can watch Twitch. Mm. But even though I can oh. watch Amazon Prime on my Roku, they will not allow me to watch Twitch. That is weird. It is so weird. And I do not understand. I'm, I'm like, are we going to have to buy an Amazon Fire Stick to plug into our Roku smart TV <laughs> just to watch Twitch? Um, Something's wrong here. <laughs> Amazon, stop it. Um, if you're listening, yeah, right. if you're listening, Amazon, I imagine neither of us have an Alexa, right? No. No. Okay. Thank goodness. I don't like bugging my own house. No, right? <laughs> So yeah, like you can't watch it. So when I'm watching a stream, I'm so closed off. And then I end up getting so into the chat that like anybody else around me, it's like, oh, I can't, I can't. So I end up mostly just starting off and being like, hi, I'm here. Uh, and then about like 15 minutes later, I'm like, look, I'm lurking you. <laughs> You're going to have to accept. <laughs> I do the same thing. Just last night, I was watching Punch Buggy stream. And, um, you know, I came in, I was chatting. And then my darling husband came in and he's like, do you want to try these berries? And like, you know, I can't do both conversations at <laughs> once. Sir. husbands need attention <laughs> yeah especially when you're in when you're in such an active group like we are and everybody knows each other and everybody's talking to each other and everybody's making jokes yes. <laughs> about each other and you know you expect the person's gonna hear the joke like i try i try to never expect the person is going to necessarily be there because i know because i'm not offended in, in any way shape or form i do get sad sometimes but i'm not offended if somebody needs to leave because i understand this is live <laughs> Um, you know, like if you have a YouTube video, like you can pause it, you can walk away, you can walk back. But like, I've had times where people are like, I am so sorry. There's a fire in my house right now. And I'm like, <laughs> dang, good luck with that. <laughs> Go take care of that. <laughs> They'll be like, I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. I'm like, this is not an apology yeah. scenario. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you have got to go deal with that. Anyway, I think this is enough for today. We need to go have our breakfast. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to check out Danny and I on Twitch. I'm Fanatic here. She is Danny Shout. All our links and our schedule is in the description. Thanks again. Have a great day. Stay lacquered. <laughs>